It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Eight catastrophic floods in 11 days. What's behind the intense rainfall around the world? That new headline is from MSN.com. More in a moment. And what isn't flooding is burning. In Canada alone, since May, the total incineration is now over 67,000 square miles up in flames. More than the entire state of Georgia, and the fires still burn. From TheAtlantic.com, America could be in for a rough fall. From the report, the weather is about to get even weirder. They continue, this summer, climate extremes suddenly seemed to be everywhere all at once. It was the world's hottest June since humans started keeping track. July was even worse. Phoenix, which averaged 102 degrees, and that's the combined day and night temperatures, got so hot that people received third-degree burns from touching doorknobs. In Iowa, livestock dropped dead in their pens. The disasters weren't limited to heat. Canadian wildfires blanketed large swaths of the United States in smoke. Flash floods thundered through Vermont, and wildfires reduced parts of Maui to rubble. And all of that is only a small snapshot of what's occurring all over the world. Last week from BusinessInsider.com, Texas power prices soared 20,000% as brutal heat wave sets off emergency. Spot electricity prices topped $5,000 per megawatt hour, up more than 200 times. But no need to worry about skyrocketing power prices. Sooner than almost any dare to imagine, grids will go down for good. The price of power will then no longer be a problem. Don't believe it? Doesn't matter. It's coming. You can count on it. And then there's this new report to consider. Earth, quote, well outside safe operating space for humanity. Scientists find. That new headline is from the UK Guardian. Translation, Earth is hurling toward a state that won't support life. From the report, first complete scientific health check shows most global systems beyond stable range in which modern civilizations emerged. Earth's life support systems have been so damaged, the report says, that the planet is well outside of the safe operating space for humanity. Scientists have warned on this report. That doesn't sound good, does it? How many times, for how many years, have I tried to sound the alarm on this broadcast and on many other platform interviews with the exact same term that MSN just used? Earth's life support systems which are absolutely collapsing on countless fronts. The question that remains is this, will anyone make it through what's coming, or rather, what's already unfolding? The MSN report then makes the following patently false statement, quote, the one boundary that is not threatened is atmospheric ozone. After action to phase out destructive chemicals in recent decades led to the ozone hole shrinking. Anyone that's even slightly awake can feel the scorchingly intense UV radiation. No, the ozone layer isn't recovering. It's hurling toward functional collapse. Covert climate intervention operations are the single greatest causal factor of ozone layer destruction. Search and view the ozone destruction section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. And this one single factor by itself, if we had no other challenges, and we have 
countless challenges, but even if there was just this one by itself, the disintegration of the ozone layer is a near-term existential threat, and the so-called science community has the cowardice to try to convince the public that it's all fine now. Go back to sleep. And to all those that still, even now, believe the present paradigm was, or is, somehow permanent, time to wake up. The chapter of industrialized, militarized societies is rapidly nearing its end, as the human race collectively sprints toward near-term self-annihilation and extinction. Here's a final excerpt from the MSN article. The broken boundaries mean the systems have been driven far from the safe and stable state that existed from the end of the last ice age 10,000 years ago to the start of the Industrial Revolution. Except it's worse than all that. Again, Earth isn't just in an unstable state. It's hurling toward a state in which life can no longer be supported. That's a mathematical and statistical certainty on the current trajectory. From the UK Guardian, experts call for global moratorium on efforts to geoengineer the climate. The report states techniques such as solar radiation management may have unintended consequences. That's a statement from scientists. Yeah. yeah let's all keep pretending that climate engineering operations aren't raging in our skies, even though they have been for over 75 years. And what is the net effect when the so-called experts call for a moratorium? It does great harm to the cause of exposing and halting climate engineering by fortifying the blatant lie that climate engineering is just a dangerous proposal and not an ongoing catastrophic reality. If you want to make a difference in this battle, find the email contact for every scientist and science publication author you can. Send them a link to the dimming documentary from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and ask them to start telling the truth while it can still make a difference. Here's another from the UK Guardian. U.S. launches one billion tree planting scheme to mitigate the effects of climate crisis. From the report, federal efforts will focus on marginalized areas in all parts of the country and aim to reduce extreme heat and benefit health. Let's stop there. First, in a majority of locations, conditions are now so compromised that trees are increasingly stunted at best. Leaf and bark scorch due to the extreme UV radiation, not growing or dying from altered atmospheric chemistry, a disrupted hydrological cycle, and the rain that does fall is laden with toxic climate engineering nanoparticle fallout, killing soil microbiome and slowly poisoning root systems. Newly planted trees are especially vulnerable to all the above. The success rate for new conifer plantings in my location of Northern California is zero. Nothing makes it past the first year. Next, anyone that still actually believes that the criminal cabal masquerading as our government is here to help needs to wake up and look up. Climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare, not only wreaking havoc with our weather, but also filling our skies with highly toxic heavy metal and polymer particulates, which we're all inhaling with every single breath we take. And no, it's not just industrial and auto exhaust pollution, and it's not just smoke. Are various biologicals also being dispersed in our skies? Why wouldn't they be? Because our government would never do that to us? Really? Newsflash. Doing so is business as usual. According to the Washington Post, even as far back as 1977, the U.S. military had already conducted no less than 239 open-air biological tests on U.S. civilian populations without their knowledge or consent. 
Another question, how many more have been carried out since that time? You decide. The U.S. population isn't just expendable to those in power. We are a rapidly increasing liability to them. How much more shockingly obvious can that be at this point? From the UK Guardian, World Bank spent billions of dollars backing carbon fuels in 2022, study finds. Of course they are. Middle Eastern oil executive Sultan Al-Jabbar has been picked to lead the next COP Global Climate Conference, taking place in the epitome of completely unsustainable carbon fuel creations, the megacity of Dubai. No conflict of interest here, is there? Again, it's called business as usual. The matrix manipulators pretend they're concerned about the planet-killing activities of industrialized, militarized societies, yet they print endless amounts of money from thin air to keep the oil pumping and the climate-injuring jets flying. Impact is coming for us all. Count on it. From CollapseSurvival.com, this new report, Overshoot, Why It's Already Too Late to Save Civilization. Report says, Overshoot is the reason civilization is going to collapse. Climate change, biodiversity loss, and resource depletion are merely symptoms. Let's not forget climate engineering operations. Yes, the symptoms of the sinking ship, a.k.a. planet Earth. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Report, The End of the World as We Know It broadcast, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Geoengineering Watch shirts, hoodies, our full-color printed climate engineering awareness materials can get the conversation going with family and friends, all available on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Every single day counts in this all-important battle. Fully exposing and halting the climate engineering assault is the great imperative. Moving on, what was one of the functions of Hurricane Lee? As I stated, would be the case in last week's broadcast. From wavy.com, this Cool down arrives soon from Hurricane Lee. More on Hurricane Lee in a moment. As already stated, Canada continues to incinerate, though few Americans have any idea what's going on in the far north. Here's a headline from Bloomberg.com. Canada's wildfires have spewed more CO2 than Mexico did in an entire year. The report says the country's fires this year have emitted 410 million metric tons of carbon. That's according to Copernicus, and they're still burning. Yes, changing atmospheric chemistry is, in fact, a problem, especially when it is occurring hundreds of times faster than at any point in Earth's entire geologic past. From the UK Guardian, major disruptor El Nino threatens the world's rice supplies. The report says after India imposed an export ban on rice following destructive rains, prices have soared. Now rising temperatures put crops across Southeast Asia at risk. El Nino is a naturally occurring climate phenomenon, the report says. But, in fact, after over 75 years of ongoing and accelerating climate engineering operations, no climate or weather events, patterns, or cycles can be considered natural at this point. More on our dying seas. Also from the UK Guardian, Britain's fish populations are in a, quote, deeply troubling state. From that report, many cod species are in crisis, pushing the popular fish close to population collapse. Celtic sea cod west of Scotland 
cod and iris sea whiting are also so low that International Council for Exploration of the Sea, that's a body providing advice on delivering sustainable yields, has advised a total ban on all catches. They say the human livelihoods will go with them just as fast as the marine ecosystems they support. If only it was just about jobs, but it's about so much more. When the oceans die, we will die. From phys.org. Where's the trust? Question mark. The report then says, U.S. climate deniers have no faith in university researchers. Of course they don't, and why would they? Let me continue with this report. U.S. voters who don't trust universities are also more likely to believe that human activity doesn't cause climate change. A new collaborative study from researchers at the University of Cambridge and California Institute of Technology revealed in a new study. The co-authors said that this distrust in climate science is one of the challenges to the successful implementation of climate action policies, such as climate change taxes. What's that going to fix? Nothing. It's going to line the pockets of those who helped create the problem most in the first place. Congestion charges and efforts to end sales of the most polluting vehicles. They then say, if science wants to move the dial on the climate crisis, then we need to get out of our ivory towers and make regaining the public's trust a key mission for every university. Let's stop there. Here's the bottom line. Unless or until the entire climate science community shows a shred of courage and tells the truth about climate engineering and the catastrophes it is causing, then they don't deserve our trust. And for all those on both sides of the fence, one side thinking it's just industrialized, militarized society causing the total disruption of our climate and weather, and the other side trying to convince themselves that it's just climate engineering doing all the same. No, it's not a this or that equation. It's a this and that equation. So there's more than enough denial to go around on both sides of the fence. We need to build bridges, come together, and realize that every single form of human activity that disrupts the planet's life support systems and Earth's former energy balance is a part of the problem. Industrialized, militarized society and climate intervention operations, both. More about the justifiable loss of trust in the so-called experts. Here's a prime example why. Also from phys.org. Controlled fires found effective for forest management. And then the report says this. The number of forest fires has, in fact, decreased in recent years, In quote. Question, what planet are these so-called experts referring to? It's not this one. Less fires in recent years? That conclusion from the so-called experts couldn't be further from the truth. And that's what we get from them, and, and we're supposed to trust them on anything? When in so many arenas, not just climate science, not just forestry, in so many other arenas, we have so much deception and profit-seeking and outright harm being done not just to the environment but to societies as a whole and many people know where to fill in those blanks where I'm going with that from CNN business extreme heat and fires and floods threaten Europe's economy from that report mounting climate risks illustrated by the extreme heat wildfires and floods that ravaged parts of Europe this summer could hurt the region's economy as soon as this year the European Commission warned on Monday Here's the bottom line in that equation. The environment has historically provided 75% of global GDP for free. No more. As the environment fails, the so-called civilizations that sustain themselves by looting, plundering, pillaging, and polluting that environment will also fail. It's already underway. 
And the climate-engineered weather whiplash continues from AccuWeather.com. Abrupt change to cooler weather in the central U.S. The report states a dramatic shift is taking place across the plains this upcoming week, promoting temperatures to dip between 10 and 25 degrees Fahrenheit and rounds of thunderstorms. Moisture is pumped in and chemically nucleated, often huge hail results and surface cooldowns as well. Temporary toxic cooldowns. Cooldowns that help to confuse and divide the population as to the true state of planetary meltdown that's unfolding. Why is geoengineeringwatch.org the only source that we know of that's trying to put some focus on this core aspect of climate engineering, chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, engineering winter events, engineering cooldown events, chemically nucleated frozen material that does not behave like a naturally nucleated material or creates massive hailstones, chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, the core component of temperature whiplash events that are fast becoming the norm. These are patented processes of cloud seeding, by the way. About the wider horizon, the U.S. empire-manipulated matrix media immediately demonizes any nation that dares to defect from the empire's total control. And for some nations, the penalty for disobedience to the empire is far worse. Let's start with this. Morocco earthquake from the Washington Post. Morocco's reluctance to accept quake aid baffles foreign governments. From that report, the Moroccan Interior Ministry said in a statement that it would initially accept search and rescue teams only from Britain, Qatar, Spain, and the United Arab Emirates, which it called, quote, friendly countries, after taking into account the, quote, needs of the field. All too often when the U.S. military moves in, it never leaves, at least not until resources for the empire have been pillaged and plundered. Another headline, multiple sources, historic record heat in Iran, another country that is being constantly demonized for decades. Temperatures in Iran just rose to 50.1 C, that's 122.2 Fahrenheit, and this is the latest over 50 degrees C temperature ever recorded worldwide. Think about that. High pressure heat dome over Iran, ionosphere heater induced heat dome. Iran has been subjected to many forms of weather warfare and we had the leaders of this country on the floor of the UN stating that. I've been over that in many broadcasts that after 9-11 when the Middle Eastern country hit list was disclosed, a list that clearly existed before the 9-11 event, Iran of course on that list all of those countries subsequently underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought, destabilizing food production, thus destabilizing their populations. And we had the leaders of those countries, in the case of Iran, on the floor of the UN stating that NATO weather warfare was cutting off their precipitation. Did Americans care? No. Far too many, far too caught up on football games, Caribbean cruises, and scripted political theater. And that's exactly the way the controllers of the Matrix want it until the brutal bitter end. More news from the front lines of countries that the U.S. has previously destabilized. As mentioned at the start of this broadcast from MSN.com, eight catastrophic floods in 11 days. What's behind intense rainfall around the world? Question mark. Reports as the catastrophic flooding in Libya that has left as many as 10,000 people fear dead and is just the latest in a string of intense rainfall events to hammer various parts of the globe over the past two weeks. In the first 11 days of September, eight devastating flooding events have unfolded on four continents. 
Before Mediterranean storm Daniel sent floodwaters surging through eastern Libya, severe rains inundated parts of central Greece, northwestern Turkey, southern Brazil, central and coastal Spain, southern China, Hong Kong, and the southwestern United States. The report then says, seeing this many unrelated extreme weather events around the world in such a short period of time is unusual. That was a statement from Andrew Hole, a research meteorologist at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Physical Sciences Laboratory, again, NOAA, and the National Weather Service, both. Illegal federal gag order. So that's about the best they can say. It's just unusual. There's so much more to the story. Also from MSN.com, extreme weather caused by climate change deteriorating water quality. It's not hard to put the puzzle pieces together on this headline when unprecedented droughts are followed by unprecedented fires, which are then followed by unprecedented flooding, surface waters are contaminated. And of course, the climate engineering elephant in the equation is never mentioned in any way, shape, or form. Don't look up. If you don't want to see what the vast majority are still pretending isn't there, Climate engineering jet aircraft filling our skies with highly toxic climate engineering filth, not only completely disrupting weather patterns around the world, but also completely contaminating the entire surface of the earth, including, of course, our water. It's almost never a clear day anymore. At best, you have a silvery white sky. As you look toward the horizons, it becomes almost completely dirty, filthy white. You can hardly make out the clouds over not-too-distant mountains because the entire background is a filthy, dirty shade of white. And so many are so completely asleep at the wheel they don't even miss our formerly brilliant blue skies. Moving on, a bit more detail on Libya. Quote, Medicaid breaks dams, floods eastern Libya, again up to 10,000 fear dead. Medicaid is the term used for a hurricane that forms in the Mediterranean Sea. Yes, make up a weather term and blame it all on nature. Medicaid sounds like the latest big pharma concoction. Question, was the so-called Medicaid that caused the unprecedented flooding in Libya just an act of nature? Or is there much more to that story? Let's rewind to this 2015 report from hlrn.org, that's Housing and Land Use Rights Network. Here's the headline, Libya, NATO targeted water infrastructure. This is just one more example of what I stated earlier. U.S. matrix media demonizes a country and then they know they can have the U.S. military do whatever the controllers want with the full support of the blind, flag-waving majority population that even now sadly seems unwilling to connect the puzzle pieces on what their government is doing to them, let alone other populations around the world. From the report on NATO targeting of Libya, the military targeting of civilian infrastructure, especially of water supplies, is a war crime under the Geneva Convention. Yet, this is precisely what NATO and the U.S. military did in Libya, while blaming the damage on Gaddafi himself. And since then, the country's water infrastructure and the suffering of its people has only deteriorated further. The deliberate destruction of a nation's water infrastructure with the knowledge that doing so would result in massive deaths of the population as a direct consequence is not simply a war crime, but potentially a genocidal strategy. And now what has happened in Libya? Was the so-called Medicaid, the Mediterranean hurricane that broke the dams and wiped out a city just an extremely rare random act of nature? Or is there much more to the story? 
Moving on, more agricultural targeting from QZ.com. Greece's agricultural hub lost a quarter of its crop production in two days of rain. That report says after a summer of scorching heat and devastating wildfires, unprecedented rainfall, the worst since Greece started keeping records in the 1930s, is destroying lives, property, and agricultural production in the country. How much rain fell in Greece? This is new from Ground Report. Dot com. Three years worth of rain fell within two days in Greece. Zero coverage from U.S. Matrix Media, televised media. Nothing to see here. Go back to sleep. More puzzle pieces from VOANews.com. Turkey-Greece tensions could disrupt NATO unity, experts warn. Now let's rewind to this headline from February 1st of this year. From the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. And that's a title that is... By itself, a total contradiction given the part Carnegie institutions have played in the past in conflicts all over the world. Here's the headline. Sweden's NATO problem is also Turkey's NATO problem. Again, that headline from February 1st of this year. And what happened five days later? February 6th from New York Times. 7.8 magnitude earthquake strikes Turkey. What an amazing coincidence. Or not. You decide. And for those that don't understand what seismic weapons of mass destruction are, that's also an ionosphere heater. When you transmit millions of watts of frequency microwave power, bouncing it off the atmosphere and back down into a seismically sensitive zone, you can absolutely create seismic activity. That science is not disputed. Similar seismic activity circumstances and timing in Haiti 2010, Japan 2011, New Zealand 2011, and 2016. Just a few examples. To learn more on this subject, search and view the geoengineeringwatch.org video. It's a short report titled, Are Microwave Transmission Facilities Being Used to Trigger Earthquakes? Here's more on weather warfare. Pakistani flooding in 2022, a third of the country covered in water. These are small samples of the so-called natural disasters that immediately follow when countries don't conform to the dictates of empire. On the subject of wars, what's really going on in Ukraine? The slow burn scripted conflict that all sides of the military industrial complex is benefiting from. All the old war tools are eventually blown up and the new contracts come in to the defense industries from the criminal cabals masquerading as legitimate governments. From commondreams.org, new study identifies United States as planet wrecker in chief. Let's run some numbers. The U.S. is 5% of the global population, but uses 25% of global resources and has a military that is bigger than the next 10 biggest militaries combined and thus holds the title of being the world's largest single source polluter. And so many Americans even now are going about their lives as if the planetary plunder party will magically continue forever. It's not going to happen. Collapses perilously close. In fact, it's already unfolding. And as always, to clarify, is my criticism of America, my country, somehow an endorsement of other countries? Absolutely not. China and other countries are also decimating the planet. But where does so much of the goods manufactured in other countries end up? In the U.S., of course, where endless money printing, coupled with the dollar as the global reserve currency, at least for the moment, has allowed U.S. populations to consume like no other country can. And back to those soon-to-be-empty food shelves and, in a moment, what militaries are doing to ensure they stay empty. From the U.K. Guardian, 
quote, everything is destroyed. Dynamite use sends shockwaves through fishing industries. From that report, using explosives is illegal, wasteful and devastating to marine life and people's livelihoods yet around the world. It's thriving as a quick and easy route to a lucrative haul of fish. The last of them, by the way. The Guardian report then states, the immediate aftermath of a blast is obvious. The ocean turns murky with blood and is strewn with fish that are missing eyes or other organs. Those fish that are wounded swim off to die elsewhere. Their carcasses wash ashore days later. Everything within a 100 meter radius of the blast is destroyed. Coral reefs, marine plants, and animals. It's called blast fishing. That's total desperation from the human race. About two billion people receive their daily sustenance from the ocean, but not for much longer. Global pelagic fish population down 90% today, now, along with plankton populations crashing as oceans superheat and spiral toward what is known as Canfield Oceans, lifeless, dead, oxygenless, superheated, stratified seas. Oceans die, we die. Here's more desperation from the human race, from the UK Guardian as well. Iceland allows whaling to resume in massive step backwards, trying to take what they can while they can to sustain the total overshoot of our species. Won't continue for much longer. You can quote me on that. From earlier this year, another from The Guardian, thousands of whales are being killed by passing ships. Can we save them? Question mark. The report says large numbers of whales are dying from lethal collisions with vessels, even in protected areas. Let's add to this equation. Because the human stupidity gets even worse. From science.org, Navy admits sonar killed whales. Let's add to that. From biologicaldiversity.org, U.S. Navy training exercises in the Pacific could kill, injure, or harass whales, dolphins, and other marine mammals 12.5 million times over over the next few years. And that's according to the Marine Mammal Protection Act permits and final regulations issued several years ago. Let's consider that they were given a permit to kill 12.5 million marine mammals. Think about that. Question, in how many remote regions of the world is the U.S. Navy and other military forces from other countries conducting sonar and war games under the radar, killing countless life forms by the millions, literally, with total impunity? What is wrong with the human species? When you try to convey this kind of information to others generally, they don't want to hear it. An epidemic of moral bankruptcy. But so-called green energy will save the whales, right? New from the New York Post, four whales die in four days, wind farms creating death zone. Then there is the ongoing full speed ahead contamination of the Pacific from the Fukushima radioactive water release. And in fact, not just the Pacific, because in reality, there's one world ocean. All is connected and inseparable. And how many Americans are still willfully clueless of what's taking place around the world and proud of it? Not just of the existential threat posed by Fukushima, but also of the weather warfare being waged in our skies. Also of the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute policies of the criminal cabal that masquerades as the legitimate government of America, pretending to spread freedom and democracy around the world, except it's being done at gunpoint. And the natural resources of the countries where the U.S. military is spreading, quote, freedom and democracy, are extracted to support the empire. So much for freedom and democracy. So much for the so-called land of the free and the home of the brave. Over the last 100 plus years, the U.S. government and military has invaded, occupied, and or destabilized nearly 100 countries around the world. 
Are other nations doing the same? No. Here's a case in point on a country our government has demonized for decades. How many countries has Iran invaded, occupied, or destabilized in over 200 years? Zero. None. Welcome to the United States of hypocrisy. Am I saying I support the government of Iran? No. No, I didn't say that. I should not have to make that point clear. But I do. Because far too many have been trained from birth to think dichotomously. Like George Bush Jr.'s revealing statement after 9-11, quote, You're either with us or you're with the terrorists. Anyone that didn't see straight through that power structure programming had their eyes wide shut. More on playing God with the weather from APNews.com. Hurricane Lee is charting a new course in weather and could signal more monster storms. From that report, Hurricane Lee is rewriting old rules of meteorology, leaving experts astonished at how rapidly it grew into a Goliath Category 5 hurricane. Lee, which just as quickly dropped to a still dangerous Category 3 and held that strength for a considerable time could still be a harbinger as ocean temperatures climb, spawning fast-growing major hurricanes that could threaten communities farther north and inland, experts say. Just before Hurricane Lee's impact, Atlantic sea surface temperatures were still going even higher, even further into record territory, in spite of the fact that the Atlantic temperatures should already be going down due to the time of year. Hurricane Lee has helped the controllers to temporarily mask the true severity of the superheating Atlantic Ocean. Next headline, early this week from Yale Climate Connections. Hurricane Lee grows in size, maintaining its intensity. Again, the spinning of Lee, where it was for such an extended time, absolutely cold sea surface temperatures by pulling, pulling colder water up from down below. More recently from Axios.com, Hurricane Lee churns north, prompts warnings in New England, and we'll assess the actual impacts in the coming days. But what I stated in last week's broadcast about the agenda Hurricane Lee would be used for is coming to pass. Here's a quote from AccuWeather. The large circulation of Lee will help to create some delightful autumn conditions in a large part of the eastern United States, end quote from AccuWeather. The climate engineers need atmospheric moisture to carry out chemical ice nucleation cooldowns on the surface. They are temporary and toxic though few seem to care. The vast majority just want the carbon fuel carnival to continue, no matter what the cost. Also from AccuWeather, Nigel, to develop soon, could become next hurricane danger in Atlantic. Question, is this a forecast or a warning of the next scheduled catastrophe? You decide. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 423, September 16th, 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is broadcast on 27 AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our emails don't go to the spam files. 
Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. About reaching those that still aren't looking up, Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal, to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There's very high quality printed materials, shocking images, a picture's worth a thousand words as the proverb goes. We have Geoengineering Watch hoodies, shirts, both with very high quality four color images on both sides, image of a military tanker jet descending down over the planet, spraying a dimming sun in the background with this caption, stop in large red letters, climate engineering, investigate. And below that, geoengineeringwatch.org so people can find a credible source of information to continue their investigation. Scannable business cards, bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering assault is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out. Critical mass of awareness, again, only way forward in this fight. If we can reach that point, so many wheels in this battle will turn on their own. Wait and see. My deepest gratitude to all those who are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Stay tuned for input and specific directions on how to make your voice heard. Moving on, more examples of denial and delusion. The doubling down on tech will somehow save us from ourselves. From Fox Weather, artificial reef experiments aim to protect coastal military bases from hurricanes, massive waves, and erosion. As the planet completely implodes, we definitely want to make sure that we have the biggest, most destructive militaries that the human race can produce. That's a smart use of the last of our resources, right? On an asylum we live in, the U.S. Department of Defense has issued a challenge to three universities to develop self-sustaining reefs that can protect its coastal bases from hurricanes and erosion. The University of Miami... They know a lot about protecting from sea level rise since they're spending a billion dollars a year trying to keep their streets dry. University of Miami is partnering with other universities to construct artificial reefs made from coral and oysters to safeguard military bases from storms. How well is that going to work out with 100 degree water that kills everything? No sanity in this equation. None. From the New York Times, iron dust could reverse the course of climate change. How's that working out? We already have enough data to confirm that this is called ocean iron fertilization. It's part of the ongoing solar radiation management that's being conducted over our oceans. It's why the oceans have already absorbed so much CO2. They're acidifying. You can't just continue to force them to acidify further. It's already wreaking havoc in the oceans in addition to the temperatures, but this is the mentality of the human race. Take one pharmaceutical for one symptom that causes 20 more symptoms and take 20 more pharmaceuticals that cause you to have to take 100 more pharmaceuticals for those symptoms. It's the mentality of our species. The, the definition of insanity, isn't it doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result? From straightstimes.com, corals, mangroves, unlikely to survive if global warming exceeds 2 degrees C. Just went over that. And by the way, based on unfiltered frontline data, we're likely past 3.5 degrees C now. Past the point at which humans have existed on this planet. Now. From nature.com, widespread deoxygenization in warming rivers. I know that's happened on my property where I used to have beautiful native trout in the stream that originates on the habitat preserve that I manage, all gone, all gone now. 
long since gone. This report states projected future rates of deoxygenation are between 1.6 and 2.5 times higher than historical rates. That's that's 250% higher. That's extraordinary. Indicating significant ramifications for water quality and aquatic ecosystems. They're collapsing all over the world. It's not coming. It's here. From Bloomberg, more on sea level rise. Ultra-rich pay 620000 to shield mega mansions from disaster risk. They're talking about waterfront properties in Florida. Good luck with that. Won't last for much longer. Won't be any way to save so much of that state. Next headline from modernfarmer.com. A silent killer. How saltwater intrusion is overtaking coastal farmland in the U.S. From that report, as hurricanes get stronger, storm surges are bringing saltwater to farmland and leaving salt there once waters evaporate. Again, not just happening in the U.S., happening all over the world. Eerily empty, abandoned fields stretch across the coast of the southeast United States, replacing once sprawling fields of golden wheat, corn, and soybeans. This is just a snapshot of what is on a scale that can scarcely be imagined. More on the heat from CNN. Are heat days the new snow days? Question mark. Schools are canceling class as temperatures soar. And it's not just the ambient temperature. Keep that in mind. It's the humidity that's also going up. And that is a massive problem. More on that in a moment because that's being radically underreported by official agencies. It's called the heat index. The feels like temperature. More on engineered weather whiplash. Over the last two weeks in Northern California, we have gone from well over 100 degrees, daytime high, to 50 degrees, daytime high. And even though we're now significantly closer to autumn, we've gone back to 105 degrees this week. This isn't nature. It's climate engineering and patented processes of chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations. More from AccuWeather, Southern Plains, face weather flip-flop from hot to not. Again, this is the same core causal factor. The Southern Plains are in for a wild weather ride this week as dramatic shift in weather patterns will break the heat dome. Again, high-pressure heat dome. Been over that in many previous broadcasts. Ionosphere heater-induced. That has the region sweltering all summer long. That had the region sweltering. The first signs of change swept in Monday morning as clouds and rain exactly the ingredient needed for what I just described with chemical ice nucleating operations, danced across Kansas, they say, Oklahoma and Texas. But that's just the beginning of the transition because conditions are going to stay on the cool side, they say, in many cases across the northern, northern Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas. This could be the coolest stretch of weather since May, they say. Along the fringes of the scorching heat, places like Midland and Odessa, Texas, and parts of eastern New Mexico may experience damaging wind gusts and large hail, hallmark of chemical ice nucleating operations, large hail, and flash flooding, they say. But many times when they're seeding excessively, the rain comes late and less if it comes at all. You can have lots of drizzly days with no real precipitation, and that is indicative of too many cloud condensation nuclei because they're overseeding these clouds with chemical ice nucleating elements. So it cools down the surface, but it dries up much of the precipitation. That is all too often the case. With everything that I just outlined in mind, please listen carefully to the following detailed firsthand report from a Texas resident. The comment was posted under last week's GAN broadcast. Eden lost to insanity. 
If anyone out there has ever experienced being in a place where the temperature hovers around the upper 80s to the low 90s and the humidity is generally from 88% to 98%, then you know how oppressive and stifling it feels. The air is so heavy with latent moisture that you struggle to take in breaths and get enough oxygen into your lungs. All the while, your body sweats profusely and any exertion in physical activity makes your chest pound and your heart race. Welcome to the great, quote, cool down. From a record-setting heat wave that has lasted for several months in Texas. Or should I say, a transition from the oven to a sauna that's hot enough to steam vegetables for the dinner table. The quote, cooler weather hoax is all about how meteorologists use a play of words in their forecast to trick your mind into actually thinking that the heat wave has ended. And now you can enjoy the splendors of autumn. I watched a weather broadcast for Midland, Texas, and the weatherman made these comments, quote, so temperatures are feeling pretty chilly out there, end quote. And, quote, it's actually about as cool as it looks outside right now, end quote. Especially after the hot summer season that we've had, another quote, the temperature outside was 82 degrees and the humidity was 98%, which made it feel like 95 degrees. Oh, but that feels cold and chilly compared to the hot summer heat wave. And that's exactly how the meteorologists hypnotize the people into believing that fall weather has banished the heat dome from our Texas skies. He, the meteorologist, then goes on to talk about how the welcomed rain is such a relief from the drought, yet all he can honestly say is that it's only in the form of a very light mist or a super fine drizzle, which doesn't even register in a rain gauge, but then again, that play of words, quote, welcomed rain is such a relief, end quote, makes everyone believe that the drought is now somehow going to magically disappear. That's all that we have seen here in Texas as well so far. Just fine mist and light drizzle, simply enough moisture to make the ground damp and keep our humidity conditions. While our rain chances are now between 80% and 100%, but yet still no rain. Rain was in the forecast for six days straight, and now it has been updated to show that it's only for one day. While the radar still displays nothing, not a zip, and we were supposed to stay in the low to mid-80s for the next eight days, but that has changed too, with the 90s returning on Saturday, at least scheduled to return, and scheduled to be 100 degrees again by Sunday, then staying near the century mark for the remainder of the month. The commenter continues, exactly as I originally predicted, sort of like Dane predicting all of these climate disasters that the so-called experts somehow missed, because there are no experts anymore, just shills and minions doing what they are told to do and say, right along the same path of using chemical ice nucleation to produce artificial winter weather events in order to hypnotize everyone into believing that the planet is far from any Venus syndrome meltdown. Now if we somehow get super lucky and find a way to halt climate engineering, then all of these climate experts won't know what to do with themselves. They would have to be reprogrammed, the commenter says, to tell a whole different set of lies that cover for the overriding threat of greenhouse gas emissions reaching ever more deadly levels, continuing to push us down the road of mass extinction. That same path that all of us here are desperately trying to set up roadblocks on by waking those who have the ability to change our ill-fated destiny before it's too late. Or, to be honest, have we already passed that point of no return? Question mark. And will it be up to us to restart what little survives of humanity? Question mark. You decide. And keep listening to geoengineeringwatch.org for answers to these questions 
and more. That last statement was from the commenter, not me, though I am grateful for the endorsement and will continue to do everything in my power to be worthy of that statement. Bottom line, the temperature whiplash scenarios will continue to become more and more extreme as the climate engineers move moisture around and chemically cool it whenever and wherever they have the resources to do so. But keep this in mind. This act, these chemical cooldowns, aren't benevolent. Every single chemical cooldown comes at the cost of an even worse overall warming and a completely contaminated planet. Again, I ask, why is geoengineeringwatch.org the only source that is desperately trying to bring attention to the chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations? I can only hope other platforms will join the battle to sound the alarm on this core aspect of climate engineering operations. More headlines. This from IndianExpress.com. The climate crisis is here. Three climate records the world smashed this year. So far in 2023, the world has witnessed the hottest summer highest ocean surface temperatures, and lowest Antarctic sea ice extent ever. Let's stop there. Yes, all that sounds bad, but here's more that the article doesn't even mention. Highest atmospheric methane concentrations ever, highest surface UV radiation levels, record firestorms, record crop collapse, record fisheries collapse, the list goes on and on and on. More puzzle pieces from thehill.com. World is releasing greenhouse gases at a level unprecedented in geologic history, scientists say. And yes, that is absolutely a problem. And those that tend to parrot and repeat a mantra that it's not a problem, please do some real research. This planet supports life because it has an atmosphere. When you thicken that atmosphere with heat-trapping gases, that's definitely a problem. When you geoengineer on top of all that, bigger problem still. But it's all the above. Not a this or that. It's a this and that. It's imperative to remember that so that we stand on solid, credible ground and we can build bridges with other communities all over the world in the critically important battle to expose and halt climate engineering. Bottom line, again, there can be no legitimate discussion of climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost addressing and including the climate engineering issue. If anyone pushes their climate opinion on you, whatever their opinion may be, if they omit climate engineering, they are either clueless or lying to suit their own agenda. Take your pick. As the world hurls toward Venus syndrome, here's more tech that will fix everything. From Bloomberg, startups are inventing cooling clothes for a hotter world. Yes, that'll fix everything. From ScienceTimes.com, here's more frontline news. Record drop in Arctic sea ice. Since the beginning of the satellite record, the monthly average extent of Arctic sea ice has shown a decline in every season and in every region. Don't believe it? Fine. I understand. This is just simply one of those truths that the Mainstream science sources can no longer hide, but I'm not asking you to believe them. Please take the time to view the internationally award-winning documentary Chasing Ice, non-political film footage from the polar regions that is shocking to the core. If you don't believe what you see with your own eyes, there's nothing I can tell you, but it is bad and getting worse by the day. A blue ocean event is coming for the Arctic, and that means when we lose the summer ice in the Arctic and the heating goes absolutely exponential, releasing even more methane, we're in a runaway train at that point. It is already starting to unfold. And yet, in spite of all that, 
We're already being warned of the coming winter weather for the U.S. and Europe. Here's the headline. A polar vortex is starting to form in the stratosphere over the North Pole and will impact the weather as we head closer to winter 2023-2024. They are simply providing cover for the next rounds of chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, a.k.a engineered winter weather please search that section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org engineering winter to learn what few want to know but all of us need to know from phys.org heat waves now even hitting antarctica this is incredibly dire again while we're watching political theater every day on u.s matrix television media there are incredibly dire events unfolding around the world Global sea ice extent and volume are at the lowest levels ever recorded since record keeping began, by far. Another headline from sciencealert.com, even dimming the sun wouldn't save Antarctica's ice now, scientists say. Little late to say that, isn't it? After 75 years of non-stop climate engineering being ramped up all along the way, and they say the melt is happening faster than anticipated, already decimating wildlife. Again, all the penguins died, all the chicks died. And the faster than anticipated part across the board on every single subject, how many times have I stated on this broadcast over how many years, a decade and a half at geoengineeringwatch.org, that it's way worse than we're being told. And now we have some admission from some of the climate science community, not because they are invested in telling the truth, because they can't hide it any longer. That's what's unfolding. Almost out of time. Next headline from the UK Guardian. Antarctica may have entered a, quote, new regime of low sea ice as global warming ramps up. And what's the U.S. government doing in order to help hide the situation? From science.org, U.S. cancels or curtails half its Antarctic research projects. They simply want to cover up what's unfolding any way they can, and that's how they're doing it. And here's another dangerous way they're doing the same. As mentioned earlier, the underreporting of the heat index is the feels-like temperature from science.org. Here's the headline. Observational and model evidence together support widespread exposure to non-compensable heat under continued global warming. That means where the body can't compensate for the heat. From the report, as our planet warms, this is a science study, by the way, a critical research question is when and where temperatures will exceed the limits of what the human body can tolerate. The report continues, the hottest parts of the world already experience these heat extremes. Parts of every continent except Antarctica will see a rapid increase in their extent and frequency. Again, they're speaking of what's known as the wet bulb effect or the heat index that feels like temperature. Now let's add this puzzle piece from science.energy.com. The heat index has been underreported by a lot. That's actually their statement, not mine. The heat index is based on how a person's body regulates its temperature in hot conditions. Each value of the heat index maps onto a unique physiological state. So the heat index tells us how stressful or unhealthy the heat and humidity, that's key, humidity is the core factor here. By underestimating the heat index, the National Weather Service has underestimated the health risk during severe heat waves. How much is the National Weather Service underestimating the heat index values? The science.energy.com report states this by as much as 20 degrees or more. That's how they hide how severe our situation is. The gravity and immediacy of what we collectively face on the extremely near-term horizon is being systematically masked to keep populations from panicking until the last possible moment, and that moment now draws perilously near. So what can we do? Can any of us truly make a difference at this late hour? Short answer, absolutely yes. It has been said that when the whole world is silent, even one voice becomes powerful. 
No matter what anyone else is doing or not doing, we're only responsible for ourselves, for what we choose to do or not to do with the time we've been given. In the final five minutes of the Dimming documentary, the epilogue of the film, the editor captured what I most wanted to say to the world, that any one of us could be the final pebble that triggers the landslide of awakening. No matter what comes, no matter how it all turns out, every single individual that our collective efforts helps to awaken matters to a degree that none of us can yet fully comprehend. Our struggle is not in vain. Doing what's right will always be right. There's no guarantees in life. There never has been. There never will be. Life is and always has been a seasonal occupation at best. Question, what do you want your maker to find you focused on when you take your last breath? Collapse is unfolding now. The fact that so many are so deep in denial won't stop what we will all soon face. There's no place to hide. The controllers will likely play much bigger cards soon. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. Arm yourself with Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials to break the ice and get the conversation going. Stay strong. Never yield to the gathering madness, ever. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Time is not on our side. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.